to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Second Kings chapter 4 verse 1. The anointing is steered. Anything can happen at any time. Remember that dream I shared? Which one, right? <laughs> the one from the air to money to the physical, that, that one? It's today. <laughs> and today, the area that I'm tackling is the area of finances. Now, if you're not interested, if you're not interested in you know, there are people who speak against wealth and all that stuff. Worse off, if they come and this is the only sermon they've heard me speak, they would think it's the only one I speak. So if you're not interested in this one, what you can be doing is you can be saying amen for your neighbor. Okay? You can be saying no. As a matter of fact, <laughs> the trouble with sermons like this and the grace that's being released is that whether you like it or not, this one will grab a hold of you. Now, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets, the sons of the prophets means the school of the prophets or the company of prophets, cried to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. That shows you a very, very dangerous and sad picture. That it's very possible to be anointed but broke. No, no, think about it. It's, it's very, it, it, it's possible. This gentleman feared God. He served as a prophet. But, at the same time, he had creditors. And the credit situation was so bad that the inheritance he left for his children was credit. And that's not a blessing. Because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. In case you didn't know. And then it's a kind of riches that adds no sorrow to it. Okay? So, he left his children in poverty, such that they were about to be taken as slaves. 
Now, when we read in the scriptures, we see the counsel of God concerning situations. Verse 2. So Elisha said to Aha, what shall I do for you? Now, you know, there are some people who sometimes find certain statements made by a servant of God to be a bit offensive. Elisha in this scripture didn't even say, what can God do for you? Elisha says, <laughs> no, think about it. Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? And I can tell you story after story. You know, there are some stories I've just never told you. Or they are starting from a while back which I've never told you. Where, let me, let me give you an example of one. There are some I don't share because, you know, you don't want people to think you're insinuating something, but I think we've now come to a place of relationship. I've had some, I can tell stories from this week, literally. This year, last year, the other year. But let me go a little bit back because there are some things I've seen which I think have been crazy. Now, back in the day, I was the senior pastor and president of a WhatsApp group. <laughs> senior pastor. Hello, it was organized. It's, the, it's one of the most organized WhatsApp groups I've ever had. I had three. Then we had the one for admins. How many of you were ever in any of the groups? Raise your hand. Hey. <laughs> it's been that long. And I remember... There is a lady from Botswana, if I remember her name well, was Jackie. And Jackie contacted me and said she had sensed an impression from God to send an offering to Zambia. And she did so. Then, we were having, I think, 30 days of the supernatural when it came to finances in the group. We declared that. And we started seeing some crazy testimonies. And that's the same anointing I sense today and more. I tried praying into, listen, I tried praying into today and know that I wasn't sensing this. So I just said, oh, let's go back to the value of decision. Then <laughs> when I was standing there, I could sense it. And the Lord gives you like 52 scriptures. Like, what? And here was the, the testimony that happened with her. Uh, she had credit at the bank and she used to go service it like periodically. So she goes to the bank and they told her, you already paid. Like you came yesterday and you paid. <laughs> now, unlike me, she didn't just walk away. She decided to go to another one just to verify. And the same information was relayed. I remember in that period there was another gentleman uh, in Australia or New Zealand, I've forgotten the country. And he drives somewhere and he reaches, and this man reaches and says, You know, I just want to give out my household goods. Do you want them? Like, sure. That's why I got a new TV, a new sofa set, as in crazy things. <laughs> were happening. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. That's the problem. You think you have nothing. 
That's the problem. You think that ability you have to write is nothing. That's the trouble. You think that ability you have to cook is nothing. That's, the, that's where the problem is. You think that ability you have to make TikTok videos is nothing. Do you guys know how rich that guy has become? The guy who just does this. You know he's become quite rich. He just does this. And makes a face. Uh, that's the challenge. You think that ability to do make makeup is nothing. That's the challenge. You think that ability to take photos is nothing. That's the challenge. You think that degree is nothing. You think that master's degree is nothing. So the, the lady says... Your servant has nothing but a jar of oil. My friend, just that jar of oil was a platform. God was just looking for a platform he can use. And then Elisha tells her something in verse 3. He tells her, go get into more debt. <laughs> it was interesting for her. He says, go borrow vessels from everywhere. From all your neighbors. Empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. Next verse. I'm surprised you've not opened that Facebook page yet. Do you know how many customers are waiting for you there? Everyone is always asking you, where did you buy that dress? Where did you buy that dress? Sell it. There are some things that only look good on you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Perhaps there are some people who only buy because it's on you. I'm telling you, there's a lot you can do. Do you know how many tailors I've brought like business to? Because people ask me, how can I look the way you did at that conference? And I just respond with the number. <laughs> I was telling part of my team, just become the middleman. <laughs> Deco department, do you know how many messages I don't reply to asking me about this stuff? <laughs> Consultants. No, for church, do it for free. <laughs> Not every church is your church. No, I'm serious. They ask you to make a flyer for them. Charge them. Charge them. And if they ask why, you say, my pastor said outside church I should be charging. <laughs> your laptop was bought at a price. The skills were end at the price of commitment and time and sometimes money. You should be doing everything for free. Everyone's always coming to you for tuitions because you are that smart. Help one or two. The rest, charge them. <laughs> Some people are sitting on free money. If they don't spend it on you, what would they spend it on? Now, no, look at this. He says, when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and pour into all those vessels and set aside the four ones. Now, I know, ladies and gentlemen, I know we've heard sermons on this. I know that it's been linked to the anointing, the this, the this, the this, the that. I totally agree with all those revelations. But can we also just remember that this woman was in debt and these vessels were actually business? Can we actually remember that the context of this was not the anointing, the context was business? 
No, look at the next verse. The context. Sometimes just remember the context. It says, she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons. Who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. So yes, I agree with the revelation that come before God so that he may pour. Yes, but for today, let's remember that what this woman really needed was money. Next verse. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to, to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. The oil had, the oil had ears. The oil knew. Because the oil could pay attention to what the man of God had said. And so the oil stopped. Look at the next verse. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, go do business, and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. The, what we see here is that what God is looking at is not just giving you a one-time breakthrough. It's not just helping you clear semester one school fees. What God is looking at is something sustainable, something that you can live by. That's what God is doing for people in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, very quickly today, I'm just sharing with you some insights on prosperity. And you know, there are two sides of it when you read the scriptures. There is the side of it where God does his work, and then there's a side of it where you do your work. So now I am focusing on where God does his work. The aspect of where you do your work, we've got seminars, shan shan, you, can do all the, you can do all the rest of that stuff. I'm here today as a priest of God to share with you the blessing that God is bringing upon you. And it's a blessing of prosperity. Now, Deuteronomy 8, and I want us to look at verse 16. Let's start from 15. God is giving a charge to the Israelites, right? Now, I've heard a lot of statements. Go a bit down, 14, 13. I, I, I want you to start with like a, a, a pure word. I've heard a lot of statements about how prosperity doesn't matter, wealth doesn't matter, and all that stuff. Now, I want you to see God's mindset. You know what? Just go down again. Because I want to see God's mindset. I want, like, start from the beginning of the speech. Uh, give me verse 10. Now, if you want to know what the blessing of God is, then ask God. Let's see what God actually said about his blessing. Verse 8. Okay, let's start from there. And a land of wheat and barley and vines and trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. He's telling them what land he's taking them to. And notice his interest is very economical. Let's continue. Next verse. A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. In which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron. And out of whose hills you can dig copper. He's now even going into industry. Next verse. When you have eaten and are full, 
something we'll be experiencing today. Then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Let's go on. Beware. So today, as a matter of fact, we are already 100% sure that what we are declaring will happen. So we're even advising you, saying, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. So, precious, when that thing I saw in the spirit, when it happens, beware that you do not stop singing, I'm very serious. Beware. For the Bible to say beware, it means it's a trap that's very easy to, it's, it's very easy to fall into that trap. It's very easy. Once things happen, your dress code changes, you come into church and feel like going on your knees. You start looking down. <laughs> beware of that trap. You're a big boss somewhere else, and this side were telling you off because you are five minutes late. And you're thinking, who do they think they are? Beware of that trap. Okay, least when you have eaten and are full. Let's continue. This is God's blessing. Just be choosing the one you want. So it says, least you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses. Not after retirement. No, 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 no. Not, not after you've, you've lived, you've gone, and then your children remain fighting for pension for years, then they build us. That's not what God is saying today. What God is saying is, you will not just build beautiful houses, you will dwell in them. Let's continue. When your herds, if you don't have herds, just substitute herds for something else. Uh -huh. When your herds and your flocks multiply, this one is my word. And your silver and your gold are multiplied. And all that you have is multiplied. When your heart is lifted up, beware lest you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage. The Lord your God who sustained you when you never had school fees. The Lord your God who sustained you when you never knew what you would eat the next day. Never forget the Lord your God. What else does it say? Who led you through the great, he led you through the fire, right? He's led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which were fairy serpents and scorpions and a thirsty land where there was no water. Who brought water for you in the flinty rock? Some of us may have been in this period of time where it's been as if you've just been led through the fire. But somehow, you've not starved. Somehow, a way has always been found. Now, beware. Because you may come from a place where 100 kwacha is a miracle. Beware the day it becomes change. That you do not forget the Lord your God. Beware. What does it go on to say? Who fed you in the wilderness with manna? Even in the hard times, he has sustained you. But his aim is not for you to have a hard time your whole life. Yes, it says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't stay there. You walk through. Don't pitch a tent there. You walk through. And the aim, he, his aim is not to lead you into the valley of the shadow of death. His aim is very clear. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me. 
to green pastures. It's green pastures that he's aiming for. Now, it says, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and he might test you to do good in the end. Let's go on. Then you say in your heart, my power, the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. My connections, my talking skills, the way I'm good at job interviews, the way I write my CV well, there's like a dot I put which other people don't put. The Lord is saying, beware. Now, listen, like I said, there are two ends of it. There's the side God does and there's the side you do. But the side you do is in submission to his side. I don't know if you're getting my point. It's like being lifted. I don't know why I always give examples of babies these days. It's like a baby being lifted. They will do their part to make themselves lighter, but surely will they say they carried themselves? So he says, beware. And then here's what he says in verse 18. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power. Power, literally power. Power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Do you know that there is grace for wealth? Every person got blessed in the Bible. Look at Abraham. You look at Isaac. You look at Jacob. I think it was being shared during the prayers. Isaac sowed seed in a famine. What that means, he planted. He literally started his farming business during a time of a famine. And then, usually we end on he reaped a hundredfold. If you actually read, it just says he reaped a hundredfold. Then it goes on to say, and then the Lord blessed him. The hundredfold was not even yet the blessing. Like, it, it was just, maybe just that like grace for being a son of Abraham. It says, and then the Lord blessed him. And then it says, the man began prospering and prospering until he became very prosperous. Many of us have learned how to serve God in hard times. And we've served God faithfully with little. May the Lord test you with more. May you become that person who's got a testimony. Of that person who served God with much. Praise God. Now listen. Uh, there is grace for wealth. It's very scriptural. Let me just show you two scriptures and we pray. Uh, I want you to see this. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. You know, I get shocked sometimes by how people just don't read the Bible. And also how we criticize what we want. I'm telling you. For example, the day the day they see you, I'll use an example of a car. Because for us, these things are really it's not like we go to sleep and say, oh, thing, oh, my car. No, not really. But they are good. They are necessary. They help you go wherever you want to go. And the more comfortable, the better. So let's say myself, the day I'm to have, let's say, something bigger and better, the first thing I'll hear people saying is, but Jesus used the donkey. I, I don't understand that comparison when you read this scripture. 
The whole point of him using a donkey is so that I don't use one. <laughs> Otherwise, then let's all just go be born in mangers. <laughs> the Bible says, and then afterwards, let's just all go get crucified on the cross. Now, the Bible says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty you might become rich. Now, I've heard people say this was spiritual poverty and spiritual riches. Have you actually read the whole chapter to see that he was talking about money and he was talking about giving? He was talk- Look at the verse before. How great is our God? First Corinthians chapter. <laughs> Let's go to verse 6. Verse 6, just for context. Verse 6. Just for context. Give me verse 6. So we urge Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. Uh-huh. Let's go on. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in all your love for us, see that you are bound in this grace also. How many of you know which grace is being spoken about here? Giving. You can use the NIV or NLT to show you. Or if you read up, you get the context. Then next verse. I speak not by commandment that I'm testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. That's when he says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he became poor, so for our, for our sake, so that you might become rich. So the context is, was finances. And what we're being shown is that Jesus became poor so that through his poverty we might have wealth. Now, one thing that I heard God speak to me just a few weeks ago, we had a meeting at Mulungush University. Right? Now for us to have that meeting, we made a bad financial decision for us to have it the way we wanted to. We had had a place because Mulungushi was not given any venue at that point. So we had the place opposite Mulungushi and we paid for everything, including the instruments and everything. And then I was still scanning for a possibility of having the meeting on campus. Reason being, for me, it's not just another meeting. I had a dream about Mulungushi University a few years ago. And in the dream, I was shown my assignment there. And I felt I need to be on ground so that I can raise an altar because there's something I'm trying to do. And then last minute, there was an opportunity. And the, what we were told is if you wanted to use the venue, we'd have to change a few things about the way we want the meeting to be. And then we'd have to wait. That's if you wanted to use it for free. And then we'd have to postpone the meeting by a week. Then, on the side note, another option comes up that there's another venue on campus which you can use which you won't have to pass through any of these things but they charge. I said we're paying. I said we'll pay. We tried to get the refund. I I don't know where that story is. But then we paid for another venue. Paid for instruments. Paid for a bus to pick up people from town and hosted ourselves and had the meeting the way we wanted to have it. And we had hundreds of people in the meeting. We had, I think, over 50 people get saved. And as I was walking, I heard God speaking and he said, that's dominion. There's an air of dominion that can only come through finances. The fact that we could decide when we wanted something and how we wanted something 
was only by money. At that point, there was nothing like going on our knees to pray. Some things needed money. I'm telling you. Listen, I have, I have conferences in some of the, let's be honest, some of the most prestigious halls for Zambia. And I can assure you that there are certain levels of dominion that come through money. For some reason, people got more attracted to come to our meetings when we were government complex than when we were at Nyumbayanga school. There are some people who just only came at government complex. Some people have come to me and they've told me, ah, I know you are the one who hosts. I remember I attended your first ever WEM conference. It was a government complex in I'm like, what? So you don't know that we're a DK at some point. I'm just saying, there are certain things that come through money. There are certain levels of dominion that I express through money. One thing God was telling me about dominion is that it's one of, let me not go into dominion conference, but one thing about it is that it's the grace to manipulate the resources of the world and use it a certain way. So for example, if I gain access to a certain aspect of the resources of the world and through my access to it, somebody prays a prayer to God and they are praying, oh God, oh God, answer me with my school fees, answer me with my school fees. And then through my access to it, I become the answered prayer. It means that by the dominion of God, I have channeled the resources of this world towards answering a prayer on behalf of God. That's why the Bible says, he who gives to the poor lends to God. To God. That's what it says. You should read it. Praise God. Final verse for today. There is grace for wealth. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. No, 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 that's the one I gave you. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. This is our final verse for today. I've got like a hundred other verses, but maybe I'll send them to you later. Perhaps I should make a 2021 edition of Prosperity Declarations. Eh? I think I last did that a few years ago. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. Now, in this scripture, he was talking about giving, right? And then he says something. He says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Amplified. Please read this. This is your word. This is your prophecy. This is what God is saying to you. God is able to make all grace. What's grace? There's favor there. In grace, there's divine energy. If that grace will manifest as ideas, for others it will manifest as, for others that grace will manifest as favor with a job. Others to manifest as a promotion. Others it will manifest if you've not yet created a platform through the people who sponsor you. God is able to make all grace that is every favor and earthly blessing. The context of this verse is earthly blessing. Come to you in abundance. Not lightly, not little by little, but in abundance. So that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever they need be self-sufficient. It's God's desire for you to not depend on anyone. You may be at that place right now 
where you feel your destiny is in the hands of men. Usually that's the case if the hands of men are needed at that point in a certain context for finances. God is pulling you out of that. It says, under all circumstances, you can be self-sufficient. What does that mean? Possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Well, God gives you enough to be self-sufficient and enough to give. Now, I've quoted all this because today I want to speak a blessing. I want to speak a blessing. You know that one of the, one of the major roles of a priest is to bless. If you read Ezekiel 44 verse 30, that's why they would take the first fruits to the priest. It says to cause a blessing. And then now when you read in the book of Numbers, we're told this is how you are to bless the people. So God ordains his priests to channel a blessing and that's the blessing we are releasing today. Now the challenge is when you've got a priest who teaches, I won't just release something, I'll teach you about it first. So if you are to ask me, I haven't even taught right now. I've just encouraged you. Ask those who came for Night of Yonder what happens when we, de- when we decide we are teaching. We taught, we taught. They got sleepy. We told them to take a one-minute bathroom break. They came back. We taught. And I didn't even finish. <laughs> that blessing. For the rest of us, I want you to write down, God will do more than you write down, but I want you to write down a few requests you have for God. And in this one, I want you in particular not to remove the ones that pertain to your prosperity. Because that's the blessing I sense. Write them on your phone, write them down. Write them down. When you write it down, it's a sign of faith. Now, what I'll do is that I'll just, I'll lift my hands, speak the blessing, but I'll walk in all directions as a sign of the blessing. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this opportunity to bless your people. Lord, in Jesus' name, as I lift my hands, I speak the blessing of prosperity, the grace to not just make ends meet, but the grace to be prosperous. I pray in this very moment, O God, make all grace abound from the four winds of the earth. Make all favor abound from the four winds of the earth. Make all favor abound in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, make all favor abound. Make all grace abound that at all times and in all seasons, at all times and in all seasons, from this day forth, for they have labored enough. They have toiled. 
they have cried. Now, Lord, I pray, make all grace, all grace, all grace, make all grace abound. Oh, wow, what a service. I have been so blessed, and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.